We are back, folks. How's everybody doing? It's another week. You've been okay? Talk to me. Now, for those regular uh, listeners of the show, and there are millions worldwide, at least that's that's my claim, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, last week, we had the good, uh, I threw you a curveball, didn't I? I threw you a curveball, and uh, you thought you were going to listen to me, and instead, I did an encore presentation of a brand new podcast we have going on here called The Zero to Five Million. And that features uh, Sean Finder and Ollie Whitfield. And that's a, a new show intended to focus on entrepreneurs and how you kickstart a company and start from nothing or almost nothing. And you physically, you know, drive it and grow it. Okay. Keep that in mind. If you haven't listened to it, go back. You can listen to that last episode here and you can check it out. And the first one was with Peter Caputa, formerly of HubSpot, helped, was there nine years, helped drive them to massive, massive numbers. Now the CEO of Databox, a dashboarding reporting analytics company uh, with special emphasis on their HubSpot and Salesforce integrations, amongst other things. And he's got some great stories. When he went from HubSpot to Databox, even though he was CEO, it was their one and only sales rep. Talk about the life of an entrepreneur. All right. And that's what it's all about. So check that out. If you really like it, you don't have to listen to my last episode. Just go to your favorite app and subscribe. Do a search on zero to 5 million and you'll find it. Uh, but a couple of things that are interesting there. One is the fact that that focused on entrepreneurs, right? So how do you grow and get visibility on you? The second part is a little bit related is how do you scale that across your organization? So it was interesting, on a parallel track, we were having conversations over the last several months internally here at VanillaSoft, and it was conversations around how many inbound referrals that I personally get just because of my reputation. And I'm not saying it's a good reputation. I'm not saying I'm a poster child. I'm simply saying, because I have some reputation in the industry, that there's a number of people who literally come seeking me when they have sales issues, wondering if our solution might be something they should evaluate. And the beauty of that is that it's free. I, you know, I didn't pay a damn thing to have these people come and, you know, kick the tires on my platform. Uh, that was magnified when we acquired AutoClose and Sean Finder joined the team because Sean himself has got a similar reputation. Ollie Whitfield out of the UK is doing a great job building his reputation. I've had a number of people come back to me and referring to him as the next Chris Orlob or the next Devin Reed, you know, so again, building his personal reputation. All three of us are doing gangbusters and getting a couple of things happening. One is, as I mentioned, those inbound leads, those inquiries, but the other part is getting uh, referrals, word of mouth. So maybe they don't know us, but they know somebody who knows us and they say, check these guys out based on that, which is kind of cool. Referrals and, and direct inbounds, high intent. Talk about easy sales, assuming it's a right fit. That was interesting. But as we were having that conversation recently, it, the whole thing was around, how do we get the rest of our organization to do this, you know, so it, we're busy on Slack. We're sharing, you know, LinkedIn, you know, we have a LinkedIn amplification channel to try to amplify and our own little pods. Uh, reps see this transpiring. They want it themselves, but we see over and over again where they don't actually make the effort without sounding judgmental to become their own brand to become their own, you know, inbound 
reputation-driven machine. And when you ask them about it, because this frustrates me as the CRO, it frustrates me to no end. And I imagine uh, if you have a sales boss, it frustrates them as well if you're not doing this. Because we will give you the tools, we will teach you, we will train you, and you're not doing it. And, and I bang my head against the wall. So then we're having these conversations, well, how can we get around that? So then we talked about the whole idea of employee engagement, employee advocacy. So you start to realize we've got some themes going on here. We got, how do I drive more high quality inbound leads at minimal cost? How do I develop my people? And then the last theme from the last episode was talking about entrepreneurs and co-founders and, the, and scaling. And it all comes together on this topic today. I want to talk to you about literally this employee advocacy and your personal brand and the right person to have this conversation. If you don't know him, let me introduce you to Alistair Neal. Now, Alistair, he's the VP of Americas for Pager, P-A-I-G-E-R. Secretly, between you and I, he's also a co-founder, so he knows this entrepreneurial thing and he knows this scaling thing. Pager, if you're not familiar and you've been living you know, under a rock, it is the award-winning marketing tool for recruitment, bringing sales and marketing together. Now, that's only part of what he does. He's also the host of Fails and Prevails. Really, I should rephrase this as being Sales Fails and Prevails. And that's really fun. You got to check that out. It's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a daily briefing of the highs and the lows of being in sales and marketing. So, Alistair, he's the man bringing that to you, and he interviews guests every single day to have a laugh, give a boost to everyone in sales and marketing. So if sidebar, you should listen to it. And if you yourself have a fail or prevail story, you may want to go and drop him a note and say, hey, I want to share it with the crowd. So with that said, Alistair, welcome to the show, my friend. Heck of an intro there, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So... And by the way, what we're waiting, folks, go follow him on LinkedIn, okay? It's literally Alistair Neal, A-L-I-S-T-A-R-N-E-A-L. I I mean, it's one word, you know, the classic LinkedIn.com slash Ian slash Alistair Neal. Uh, He's also on Twitter. Check him out. Um, Talk to me, my friend. I've set the stage a little bit. I mentioned employee advocacy and personal branding. Is that the term you would use? And, And if not, what is the definition you would use? And then I want to get into why we should be doing this or why we're not doing it. What are the excuses you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, that is how I would describe it. You know, employee advocacy, it's you have company content. You want your employees to be out there being ag- advocates for, for you. Um, and then personal branding, it's all about just letting the world know who you are. My mom always told me that well, 90, 95% of life is just showing up right? Like just be present. And especially with uh, the pandemic, everybody is very present on social media. So part of success is simply just being there, just having your name in front of people and letting them know who you are and what you're about um, on a business front. I love your mom's that I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but whenever our mom is involved, I have to stop and comment. Just showing up. That's like an awesome rule in life and especially in sales. True story. I was sitting at my desk a couple of days ago it was 6.30 at night and I see a notification come in. I get notified every time uh, somebody is on our chat and nobody answers the chat. 
because it drives me nuts. And we had this note come in saying, I'm sitting here waiting on this demo and nobody's showing up. And I'm like freaking out, you know, like, why would you not show up when it comes to sales? Good news is we did show up. We got the deal. Life is grand. Bad news is I popped a cork uh, (laughs) to make that happen. Um, So talk to me. So when I say personal branding or employee advocacy, you know, What's your definition of personal branding? Is it is it being somebody who's a bigger than life rep legend on social media, doing the speaking circuit, being in high demand, you know, being engaged and retained to do all these sales kickoffs? Is that what we're talking about? Not not at all. That's for like the one percent of of experts out there, right? For the ninety nine of the rest of us, it's all about just having a presence. It's about you know, you're everybody's at least some level of an expert in your in your field. We all have imposter syndrome to some extent, but that doesn't matter. What matters is talking about it, right? And if you're not an expert, you can always use other people's comments, um, content, or comment on what they're talking about because we all have thoughts and um, it's always worthwhile sharing them. The reason for that is if you're always, A, if you're out there talking about your industry, you're going to naturally learn more about it, right? If it's, if it's in your consciousness, if you're looking at competition and talking to their posts and reading what they're saying, that's great. But if you're out there talking about yourself, a, in order to do it, you're going to learn more about it, which is always crucial for sales, right? And then B, people are going to know that you're out there talking about it. And I'm going to bring you an example. Um, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a guy that I follow on LinkedIn. He's, uh, he always does this thing called the Red Jacket Report. I've watched very little of his actual information, right? But I know that he's out there constantly talking about it. And it's in my consciousness of if I need to talk to somebody about an applicant tracking system, he's the first person I'm going to go to simply because I've seen his name and the fact that he's talking about it over and over again, even though I haven't actually consumed all of his content, right? I'll be being you as an example. I consider you a sales expert. I've done enough research to come to this, this, uh, this podcast to know who you are and what you're about and especially what vanilla soft does. Um, and that's simply because I've seen you show up. I see you posting, I see you commenting things and it leads to that curiosity of who is this person out there? You know, who can, what can I talk to him about? What should I learn about him? And it's all about, you know, people seeing your name, your company name, what you're talking about. And that's how you develop that brand. You don't have to be an, an expert. You just have to show up and, and talk about it. All right. So, I agree with everything you're saying, and it's true. And in fact, ironically, everything you were saying about, you know, the example you just gave, the Red Jacket Report and that, that individual was exactly how I opened it up by saying, it's amazing how many inbound leads I get. People simply saying, I've seen you out there, and I think maybe you can help me, is that, which is pretty much what you just said. If I need that kind of uh, uh, solution, I know who I'm going to go to first. doesn't mean they're going to get the deal, but that's who you're going to go talk to first, and you're going to get educated and, and engage in a conversation. That's what we see over and over again. And I love it. And it's so freaking cheap that I mentioned the cost of acquisition is low. I'm sorry. I'm speaking like a CRO for a second. Um, and the best part is it, I don't, I, there's just so much good about, see, here's the thing you didn't mention. I'm surprised you didn't mention it. Um, but let me chirp in here. Even if you don't pursue this for your own selfish sales interests, you should be doing exactly what Alistair's talking about for your own selfish career interest. In other words, what if your current gig, your current employer doesn't work out and you need to go, and I guess I just use my Canadian version of out on that, um, and then you needed to go and find yourself a new job. And then there's, you know, a gazillion applicants. How are you going to stand out? Why are they going to hire you? A lot of it is your personal brand. What about when you go back to your network and you say, uh, dudes and dudettes, I am looking for my next great adventure. If you have a killer reputation, there's a gazillion people out there 
It's a real number. Look it up. And they're going to go advocate on your behalf saying, oh my gosh, you have got to, Alistair's on the market. We have got to evaluate. Can, can we make a position for him? Is there an opening? Can we talk to him? He's available. This rarely happens all around personal brand. So it's not just around sales. It's around you and your career as well. And that's me speaking selfishly. So it brings up a great anecdote. I follow somebody, I can't think of her name, but that doesn't matter because I know next time I scroll my feed, she's going to pop up there. And she wrote a post about, yep. <clears throat> oh, I've got this really kick-ass sweet job. How did I get it? And it wasn't, it wasn't, she said, I posted three times a week on LinkedIn for the last 12 months and established myself as an expert in this area simply by showing up. And that's how I got the job. And it's like, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. Cause that's the thing with, with personal branding is it's not a, I posted twice, sit back and let the money roll in, let the, the job offers roll in. It's about consistency, <laughs> right? <clears throat> it's about going back to my example. It's about showing up three times a week, right? Something to say or commenting on other people's posts. That's, that's also super. All right. So let's talk about that. Cause the biggest excuse I have is Daryl. These are the, I've had a variety, but let me see if I can summarize it. Daryl, I don't have time. That's why I don't do it. Uh, cause I'm busy closing deals. Damn it. Don't you know? Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, Daryl, I'm not you. This is what I get. You know, I don't know the video thing or I don't have an opinion. Um, Daryl, I don't like conflict. And if I put something else, uh, an opinion out there or a point of view, I will get shot down. And I just, I don't have time for the drama. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want to be canceled. So I just avoid it altogether. Um, where else can we go to? I don't have enough followers. That's another one. Or rejection. I put something out there and I get no comments and no likes. And I, I just wish I'd, I just want to bury my head in the sand and wish I'd never done it. I've tried it and nobody ever engages with me. These are the excuses I get. So let me ask you this, Alistair, how do I do it if I truly want to pursue this? Cause you make it sound so easy. Oh, <clears throat> that's because it will it's a double edged sword. It is, it is easy. It is easy to show up. It is easy to go. Even you can just start off by liking a post. <clears throat> Most people, they want to know who likes their stuff, right? So if you just go out and start liking some posts, A, that person whose post you like gets a little rush of endorphin. That's why we all post on social media. We need that little validation. <clears throat> so they're going to go see you. Hey, this person's liking my post. Who are they? It's going to take their profile. Now they know your name and what you do, right? First step there. So <clears throat> it's not that hard to, to <laughs> hit the old mouse button on the thumbs up there. Um, so that's the easiest thing you can do. And I mean, if you just scroll your feed for 10 minutes and just like the post that you see or follow a certain hashtag and go and like the stuff that you see, maybe 10% of those people are going to go, oh, who's this person? They can see what you're about and they're going to start following you back. So that is piece of cake easy. The next step is comment on somebody's post. It's really not hard to have a simple opinion. And if you're worried about people being negative, LinkedIn tends to be a pretty safe, safe place in terms of negativity. There's not too much controversy. Not so much for Twitter or Facebook, but you know, if you write a report, <laughs> hey, uh, HTML is the future, HTML6 is the future. And somebody comes in and says, no, it's all JavaScript based. Well, now you've probably learned something, um, <clears throat> increasing your knowledge, which is beneficial and somebody's engaged with you. Great. Um, so you're off to the races and that's going to get more traction, get your name to more people. And then the third step is uh, use other people's content, right? It's very hard to write your own content, but you can other, write, use other people's content. If you see a blog post that you like, share that person's blog. It's great for them. You're sharing that person's blog. And also you can just write two sentences on it. Hey, um, really enjoyed point number three. I had my personal experience, anecdote, 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 done. That person now is going to check you out. It's in the same industry. They're going to see what you, you do and who you're about. I'm sorry, <laughs> who you are and what you're about. And that's done. And then the fourth step is create your own content right? Um, which is harder to do. But once you've started doing the first three things, coming other people's content, you'll find that it kind of naturally slides, slides into that, right? Um, 
Go ahead. No, what I love about what you said, and you're the first person I've heard put it that way, is you just kind of gave me an, an, a, a plan, all right? Kind of phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. I find right away, many people are overwhelmed by where do I start and what do I do? So some of the feedback I give people on a related note is I say, yes, I said, uh, figure out the top influencers in the market. This is kind of my approach. In other words, okay, let's look at who's speaking at a variety of events. So let's look at who's quoted. Let's look at some of those best-selling authors and let's start, you know, let's follow or connect with them. Let's start with that. And by the way, you send a connection request, personalize it. For the love of God, <laughs> personalize it. I just read your book. I saw you presented this show, would really like to follow you. And that just goes so far. Um, that's the starting point. Second, once you do that, you can engage on their content. And, and so it starts with likes, as you are saying. Um, but if you can, add value. So that's the kind of actual comment. How I did it when I was starting, because when I came at VanillaSoft, like everybody else, I'd had a LinkedIn profile for years and years and years, but I was, I, I didn't have, I was, I, was, I was the poster child for not really using it. And this is how I had to start. And so what I started doing was I didn't want conflict. I didn't want to be canceled. So I would say, uh, Alistair, really like the point you're making here where you say A and B, love it. In fact, I've seen huge success on B. But your third point, C, I disagree with, and this is why. And maybe instead of doing it the way you do it, I do it this way. Thoughts? So what I just did was I validated part of it, and then I was provocative on the other part of it. And more importantly, I took the time to be respectful because they actually put themselves out there in the first place. So I don't want to say, you're full of shit, <laughs> stupid, you know, and away they go, right? You kind of reap what you sow. Just right, wrong, so, exclamation point. <laughs> wrong, exactly. And when I did that, what was remarkable was these influencers, these best-selling authors, you know, they'd have a good million, a good million, that's another word, totally legit, uh, likes, and they would respond to me because I was specific, it was amazing. All these other comments, boy, go preach truth. Got nothing. But they would respond to me because, Daryl, that's an interesting point about C. Let's talk about it. Boom. Now, what was the second part I would do? I started there. I looked at over and over again. By following them, I started to see the same people engaging, to your point. right? Oh, Alistair's commenting. Oh, Joe's commenting. Oh, Susie's commenting. Boom. Follow them. All right. So that was the second thing. And again, context, connection requests. Hey, Alistair, saw you commenting on, you know, all-star authors uh, posts about ABC. Loved your point of view. Let's connect. So that started the, you know, it's kind of a, a family tree. We started at the, the root, then we branch out to the siblings. And then you go to Alistair's followers and Alistair's content. And before you know it, you've covered off a large portion of the people in your target audience. Um, and then you can start to your point, adding your own content to the mix. Cause now you're comfortable and you've got enough, let's call it reputation and credibility with, with the tribe. And, 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 and now it's a safer place to go out and, and be bold. But even when you go out bold, you know, you, you, you gotta actually, you gotta be either a good storyteller or you gotta you be concise to the point. Like you would in a sales call, Right. Chorus and gong measure how much time you're talking because obviously they don't want to talk forever. You want to kind of make your point and then shut up. Social media can be the same way. So that's, I love your way. Okay. I, I, that's the how. I'm just going to expand on that. You made a Go really ahead. good point around 
<clears throat> you see the people like the engagement pods and you'll see a post and five people come in and write great post, nice post. Yes. There's no, there's no value there. You have to say something, right. have an opinion or show that you've at least read it. You know, right. You can't, yes. just, you can't just go write a nice post on everybody's faces. Like this guy's a jackass or he's a robot. Um, and that's, you know, there's also negative brand value out there. Right. So you have to be careful with how you engage, but be a human. That. It's a really huge, it's a huge point you're making right now because there are a lot of bots out there that just, you know, auto comment and auto like, uh, because they think that's the way to go because it's a short form. It isn't. They're people. You got to invest the time to actually have context. What I like doing, I like cherry picking the stuff they mentioned near the bottom of their post because a lot of people don't get that far down. They just skim. And when you comment on that, you're really sending a message to the poster that you're commenting on that you've read their content and they value and you stand out. Trust me, you stand out. You totally stand out. I want to bring in a, a sales angle here. A big thing that we do here at VanillaSoft, a lot of people are doing it, is the whole idea of account-based marketing. So if that's how, how does how does targeting your accounts, because there's, there's kind of like your tribe, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's also your target accounts. Do you have an approach on how to engage with those specific people that you're trying to sell into? Because usually what I get is I get a follow, and the first message I get is, hi, Daryl, my company does this. Do you have 10 minutes? And right away, I'm like, unfollow. So that's, that's not- That's a robot. I mean- <laughs> Those just- Yes. Those get ignored, hands, hands, I mean, they never get answered. So talk to me then. You talked about, you can share content, you can post your own, your own content. You talked about, you know, like how much time in a day should I reserve to do this? How much time should I reserve? So how much time should I reserve for actually being in social media just to engage, like, comment? How much time should I allocate for maybe building my network and then finding new people? How much time should I allocate for creating content? And then I want to go into the whole content topic, like, because a lot of people get lost in the kind of, they, they just they don't know where to start in content. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, the time investment is whatever you, whatever you can put into it. Start with, with the time you have. And as you see the success come in over time, you're going to naturally dedicate more and more time to it. Um, and the account-based marketing bit you brought up there. So your goal as a salesperson is to get somebody to answer your email or pick up your phone call. Because at the end of the day, like if, if his life was all inbound, that would be great. But <laughs> the vast majority of salespeople are out there doing cold or semi-cold outreach, right? It's just it's part of the sales game and, and most companies still survive with people doing outreach. So the goal in outreach is to get as many responses as possible from your target market. Now, if I've seen your name and I know you've commented on my posts, there's a natural, I know this person because I, I, you know, even though it's not been any real interaction, there is a natural, I know this person. So when you do get a well-researched cold email that says, hey, I liked your post about XYZ, I'd love to talk to you about your focus areas around sales software, right? You have a much higher response rate. So you can sit down and send 100 cold emails to people that don't know you and hope that you get 10 10 responses, right? But if you sit down and send 100 emails to people whose posts you've commented on, you're going to see your response rate go up dramatically. So maybe you just send 50 emails and take the, the time that you spent writing those 50 other cold emails and dedicate it to talking to people and engaging with them on social media. All right? Oh, oh, oh I, I love that. That's not just we haven't even talked about. Let me stop there for a second. Okay, your personal brand, it doesn't need to be far and wide. So let's say you're doing ABM and you've got 100 accounts in your target list and that's it. You can build a personal brand up with just those 100 accounts. You don't have to 
have 30,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And I will say, when you're, when you're commenting on your target market's posts, don't say, hey, we fixed this over at my company. <laughs> That's the worst possible thing you can do because then they're like, going back to that negative brand issue, then it's like, this guy's a jackass, he just wants my money, next. And then when you do send that call, yeah. they're like, oh, this guy's after my money, thanks. But engage with a non-sales mindset first. I, I can't stress that enough. So I'll share for the folks what I typically do on a time commitment. Uh, basically, I allocate about a half hour a day um, or every other day. I mean, in all sincerity, sometimes I just don't have time in my day. Often for me, it's at the end of the day, you know, after five o'clock, which is not necessarily optimal for times, but that's when I do it because that's when I finally have time and I go through and engage. Um, Often I also know that if there is something, if there's content that I want to make or put out there or, or even some promotion. And here's the thing. If you add enough value over your time on social, as you build your brand, your audience, your tribe will indulge you when you want to do a little self-promotion. They're okay with that. So when I'm at that point in time, and I maybe do that once a week, twice at the max, um, is I'll do that in the morning. So I get in and I, I shoot a quick little video and I trim it all up. Maybe I caption it. And by the way, if you're doing video, you should always caption it because 90 plus percent of people are watching it with the sound off. They're going through the timeline, but they'll stop and look at captions. And, and transcripts. Um, and transcripts. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and that's kind of my time. So when I'm doing a promotional piece of content, to me, this is like lead generation. This is business development. This is not social media and personal branding. This is something I'm doing to drive, you know, to hit my number. When I'm the half hour of the day, when I'm actually engaging with a tribe, to me, that's more like social. It could be a mindset thing, but that's how I look at it as personally. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you said about your self-promotion, classical Gary V, jab, jab, jab. Yeah. Left hook. Right. So yeah. value, value, value. By the way, we do this. Right. And those people aren't going to mind it because they've already added enough value that's like, oh, yeah, great. Now, and now they've got another snippet of who you are and what you do. So then when they, that email comes in, that cold call gets, gets made, they're more likely to answer it. Yeah. And, and there are tricks to the trade. Just, you know, if you want to optimize yourself, we haven't talked about that. You know, some of the tricks, oh, you know, there's what is it? Uh, don't quote me in this one. It's been too long now, like 310 characters, whatever, or 210, 210 characters of the opening paragraph before it says read more. So if you want to hook something with that little clickbait, do it in less than 210 characters. That's your first thing, right? I think it's, uh, what is it? 1300 or 1250, whatever total character count. So you got to say it in that a few hashtags, you know, in my case, hashtag sales, hashtag marketing, you can have some fun. I'll, I always have hashtag prale tale. If I'm, if I'm telling a tale, if I'm sharing a story, it's a prale tale. If I'm not telling a story, I don't put prale tale. Um, you don't include links because the algorithm uh, frowns on that. They don't want you leaving, but you can go in the comments and include links. Uh, you want to space out. You see a lot of spacing, a lot of posts. The spacing is for skimmability. All right. You put too much in one paragraph, people will just literally bounce off your posts, but if they can skim it, they will. Um, tagging is okay if it's contextual. So if I was talking about employee advocacy, I could say, I was just in a podcast recording with, you know, at Alistair Neal, uh, talking about the importance of personal brand and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And Alistair shared this. Um, and then I could say, uh, so then I went and checked out at pager to check out more about how they could help me out. That's great. But when you hashtag 
40 of your top influencers who, who barely know you, <laughs> that's going to work against you and make you look yeah. really, really desperate. Yeah. So don't fall into some of those mistakes. These are simple things you can do on LinkedIn, especially. Uh, talk to me. I'm going to go back to Pager for a second because what's interesting about Pager is... I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. Go before ahead. Jump you want to say something? I want to talk about how, like tagging people a little bit more. So in my 37 episodes, I've had some people with massive networks and some people with small networks that aren't as active. And if you tag somebody that's very active and has a massive network, uh, at least in my anecdotal experience, I'll get fewer views than if I tag somebody who's not that active because LinkedIn algorithms go like, Hey, this person hasn't posted in a while. They're in this post. Let's show it to their network. Let's get their name out there for them. So sometimes tagging folks that aren't that active is actually more beneficial than tagging Gary V right? When you're just, it's a, it's a BS tag. Sorry, but it's funny to jump on that. You mean if I tag Gary V, he won't come and check out who little old Daryl Prale is? Is that what you're trying to say? That's so bizarre. And I'll go, this would be like, <clears throat> this guy's a, I should make a name for it. I don't know if his name, this guy's a, a, a faux tagger, right? <laughs> yeah. This, 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 this guy's <laughs> a, a tagger, desperate so that, poser. I, can give us traction. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that because I had a great guest who's like one of the top people in the recruitment industry and the post got a fifth of the traction of everybody else, even though he was literally on my video, it just, just wasn't out there. So anyways, back to what you're saying. No, it's true. Yeah. I want to talk about scaling. Uh, so I opened up by saying, I want my whole sales team to do this, not just me or a handful of people. And we've tried using uh, Slack just to share links and that gets some traction. Uh, we've reminded people as part of our ongoing training nonstop to do this. And they go, yeah, yeah. Pager is interesting because it's actual employee advocacy. It's a vehicle to literally help my sales team and my marketing and everybody else I want to really magnify each other. So talk to me about that. Cause this is a really cool feature that a lot of people aren't even aware of. There's tools like yours out there that do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there are tools that do this. And what Pager is designed to do is help you do steps one through four without investing as much time as if you're doing it manually. So let's, let's talk about company content. Um, in our, my little step plan of likes, then comments, then your own content. Start, start with your company content. Most firms out there have a company blog or they have a marketing person that creates things that would, they would love for you to post. Um, and so what Pager does is takes out the steps where you can just get that company content and schedule it and send it out there. Or the marketing person, if you got somebody that's real hands-on, can say, hey, sales team, I wrote this post just for you folks. You don't have to do anything. Just let me post it on your page. So you can actually have somebody kind of come in and get, get the company content out there. Um, or they make it, hey, here's the post, here's the blog post, here's an easy way to write, write two sentences on it so you can brand yourself and then send it out. Um, and then it's got a bunch of other stuff that I, that I don't, I don't want to dive into, but it's really the platform as a whole is let's take the marketing and turn your employees into, uh, into personal branding and company branding experts without sucking up all their time. That's a wonderful, concise way of putting it. We're out of time. Uh, but I love today's conversation because today's conversation wasn't me and it wasn't Alistair telling you folks that you need to be social media rock stars. What I was saying is that you do need to curate your own brand. You don't need to be on stage. You don't need a best-selling author, but you do need some reputation because as Alistair said, when you're doing the emails and you're doing the phone calls and you're doing the outreaches as you're doing business development, name recognition results in a much higher response rate. Trust goes up dramatically. So you're, you know, they're listening to you and you're talking about the issues. And if you're not sure how to do it, well, then you can work with companies like Pager. Check them out at pager.co, P-A-I-G-E-R, or better yet, 
just follow Alistair Neal. My friend, I enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much. Everybody else, I expect you to post something right now, damn it, <laughs> about this podcast and what you learned. It's content. Tag me. Tag Alistair. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Daryl.